This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Such a criminal. I'm a smooth criminal. criminal. Oh no, wait. wait. We can't do that, right? It's uh, not Michael Jackson. No, it's um I think we were singing Sade. Okay, then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No MJ Mm-mm, allowed. Not anymore. I'm the crime and um this is Rom Crime. Yep. Welcome. Welcome. This is uh our true crime comedy podcast where we talk about true crime that has a romantic foiling. Foiling, yeah, because this one is romantic, oh. very romantically driven, but yes. also deception and, and awfulness. Yeah, and also you can get lots of bulk aluminum foil at the place where this story <laughs> oh my god, started. that's true. Costco, everybody. Costco. The setting is Costco. Wait, what's the Joni Mitchell song? It's I'm coming on Christmas. Oh, man, I should know this. Well, I was just listening to In the Car with my daughter, and she's, like, such a pop, like, you know, she's six. She likes the Descendants movies and, like, mm-hmm. all the, she likes Taylor Swift. and uh, she, she likes like, all the stuff she's, Katy Perry. she wants, she's supposed to like. I guess, yeah. Yeah. But she was listening to that song, and she's like, Mom, what is this? She's like, can you play it again? I was like, really? She likes a sad so song. It's like Joni Mitchell. Yeah, which girl after she has my such own a haunting, heart. beautiful voice. Yes, she does. Oh man, Joni Mitchell's music is make me weak in the knees. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. She makes me weak in the knees. She does. Um, I love that your daughter likes. I know Joni Mitchell. You know what else? She has good musical taste. Jolene, like I played yeah. her. So I played her last night. I played her Dolly, and then I played her Pentatonics because I'm obsessed with. Right. What is it called when they just sing? It's acapella. like a acapella. Yeah, I love, I know. I'm so basic. God, it's just, <laughs> I love it so much. I love harmony. This is something you will know about me and find out if you're one of my close friends, you know. You I, it just, know. it like almost, like, it gives me the feels all in it the bee Vanya. and the heart and this, all of, all it excites, of. I think it excites mo- I, it me too. It feels like heaven. I it love just, it. It also feels kind of like a weird way to make magic with people. I know. It is magic. like, listen to our two voices make these crazy, I believe it 100%. beautiful sounds. And if anybody was watching The Voice of this last season, um, Hello Sunday, there are two girls acting as one. I, haven't, oh. I have one more 
se- uh, one more episode ago, but they're also amazing like that. I have not been watching The Voice this season because they do how yeah. many episodes or how many seasons do they do in a year? Three? I have no idea. Like cycles? Because I just remember that I, I was know. really into The Voice when I first moved yeah. to LA. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure I've only lived here. I've lived here less than two years. Right. And I haven't watched the least the last, if not the last two seasons, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I watched three seasons yeah. while I, I was I in don't California. Know. I mean, this one's good. Oh, I, I mean, would I say loved all the ones I watched. Because I, whenever, you know, we put the kids, I have two kids and they're batshit nutso and we get them to bed finally and it's been a rough day with all of the things that life just beats you down sometimes I can't sit and fucking watch Succession or something I'm sorry oh no God, offense been, to Succession I just succession. finished season one of Succession and literally last night did you like it? I love it yeah. because I love to hate these people like I think it's so I haven't watched the second season which I've heard yeah. I've heard, I've heard is actually better, right? I mean significantly yeah. improved which I think is true of most television like first season they're figuring it out yep. But already I love all of the actors so much. And I just think yeah. it's amazing because they're all such awful people. Yeah. But they manage That's what, to... what is hard for me, though. Of course. Yeah. yeah. My husband has the same issues with it. Where really? He's like, well, we're just watching a bunch of dickish white people. Who are like, super rich. And who just like... Don't have troubles paying their bills. They, you know what no, I mean? But their troubles are I very bet, unique to them. I bet they know never overdraft. They never overdraft. They it. have that black that's Amex. What, that's why I watch The Voice. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I loved it. Me too. And I heard season two is really good. Yeah. But back to Dolly. She prefers oh. the Dolly version. That's all. That's all I have to say. Well, she should. Which I makes me love her so much because I grew up, um, you know, uh, my mother's side of the family were like super, every time I went to my grandma and my grandpa's house, we were listening to, you know, watching Grand Ole Opry and like, Aww. you know, my grandpa played the guitar and right. my grandma's uncles were in a band and everybody, everybody loved country Western music. And mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because we're, I'm sort of a half breed in a way. Like my father is, you know, Middle Eastern. My mother is American from many Many, many, many past. Anyways, the point is, I have such a like a heart, my heart like loves loves country and especially like the old, like the le- the legit, yeah, or like the original country. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the the new oh, stuff yeah. either, but it's not my it's not it doesn't doesn't pull do me. You know, that's interesting because I've never been somebody who listens to country music really, although yeah. I've always loved always loved Dolly Parton and always yeah. will. And I think that's because Steel Magnolias was just like an important movie in my life. Oh yeah, is she in it? Oh yes. my god, I'm an idiot. Yes, she is. Oh of yeah, course like she she's is. Truvy. Oh she my does god. hair. Yes. She's amazing. But basically, in the I loved <laughs> right. that movie growing up. Um, that movie and Beaches yeah. like taught me the importance of a cathartic cry. That's right. Where you didn't even know that you just needed to cry really hard. Yeah. And my like ten year old brain is like, I've lost someone. I haven't, yeah. but I feel like I have, and yeah. I'm experiencing yeah. the, the depth of those emotions. Right. But my mom and her girlfriends always they called themselves so my I had a an aunt and we called her Weezer because she was kind oh. of the acerbic mm. like never's gonna lie to you tell you the truth and kind of everyone was scared of her I aunt. love it and then my mom was the Olympia Dukakis character oh my God, so the I one that it. would slap Weezer yeah <laughs> to be like stop yeah um and so it was just a movie that was kind of always in the vernacular i love i was calling people i played weezer in high school everybody get out yeah and one of my best friends played who's the main girl um the is it the sally fields character no the um the julia roberts shelby some one of my yeah very good friends um shout out to katie shelby don't Um, talk about (laughs) me like i'm not here it's so good it's so So, good but one thing that makes me think of because this is our sort of our holiday episode it's you know 
I'm we're all ex- it, it, it's like brings the holidays bring joy and like sparkles and fun but the truth is is I just want to give a shout out to people who have lost people yeah it's a hard who, time for it's a, a hard time for people. a lot of people and you know our family had quite the loss this year and it's you know it, we're gonna see how how it goes right you know I just I feel like we do a lot of um you know talk about people being murdered and things like that and you think about the families who have to go every holiday season without them and so just a little I know not to go downer but you know to acknowledge those people and yeah to remember that the holidays while are joyful and full of merriment for many are also incredibly painful and difficult for just as many people yeah people that are experiencing their first holiday season after the loss of a loved one no matter what the circumstances were and they are hard it is and um that I think that is important to remember yeah. that that you know not everybody finds this time of year to be a particularly happy one. Exactly, especially the parents of these of, of the what's her name? Samin Imam. Yeah. Samina. Samina. Sorry, sorry. Is Samina. it? It's Samina. It is Samina Imam, and yeah, I think we should just start. And our out. setting is in. We're in England. We're in England, and we should just say that first and foremost, what what happened to her was so senseless and evil yeah. and done on Christmas Eve. Yep. And so it yeah, the, to her family, I hope that they have yeah. been able to find some peace and are able to Yeah. What year was it? It was 2014. Okay, so very recent. So this yeah. is a this is actually pretty recent and one that 5 years ago. Yeah, 5 years ago that I had never heard of. Right. How did we find this? Well, because you and I are just, we're super clever. And we're just <laughs> right. looking for stories. And I was like, Christmas time murder stories <laughs> on Google. And apparently there's a lot of, like, are. there are a lot of John them. JonBenet Ramsey. JonBenet Ramsey is probably Which like it's not most, romantic comedy or no, well, romantic crime. That's why we didn't do that. Yeah, that's right. The, most of the ones that I found. We can't twist that one. There was be. like the crazy one that happened, I think not too, maybe 2009 at a Christmas party somewhere in California, maybe Covina, California, okay. where like 28 people got shot like yeah. at a house oh, party on so Christmas sad. Eve by a guy that showed up dressed as Santa. Oh my God. So, you know, holidays also bring out the cray, but when yeah. looking for kind of a romantic crime, a rom crime to do yeah. that revolved around the holidays, this, this, one really, the this one really jumped out at me. Yeah. So this is the story of Samina Imam, who was a regional marketing manager at Costco. Costco. We've all been there. They got. It. They apparently got them in uh, England as well. They got them. That's yeah. worldwide, baby. That's right. So she was a regional. So she went from Costco to Costco so in her region. Basically to... within her region. Gotcha. And um, I believe, I want to look it up so I don't say it wrong of where they were. But because um, this place. Oh, was that Coventry? It's Coventry. Thank yes. you. That was it. I don't remember many things, people. Uh, most of my brain has gone from having children, but <laughs> sometimes I do. Okay. But so this is the the drama that is going to result in the death of Samina Imam t- uh, took place at a Coventry Costco. Yeah. And uh, basically, so Samina Imam was a regional marketing manager and was having um, a relationship with a man named Roger Cooper, who was basically a senior manager at that Costco branch. Gotcha. So she would have been in and out of there. Um, but they they had been having a relationship for two years. Got it. But unfortunately, uh, he was already in a relationship. Right. He yeah. had a steady. He had a, a ste- partner. A partner as they call it. Not, not a wife, I guess. But I must like, not. Maybe like a common law wife. Yeah. Because they did very long term partner was yeah. the, the phrase. Um, 
And I do believe they might have actually had kids. Oh, really? Based off that one YouTube video we were talking oh, about. Oh, right. Yeah. So it was hard to find a lot, a lot of stuff on yeah, this. Yeah. I think this is, you know, it's interesting when we do like serial killers right. or notorious A million criminals. people cover it. And there's so many things to read. And in this, in this case, you know, I found the facts of the case. I found a couple of articles, but not a whole lot. Right. Of, like Vice covered it. Vice covered it. BBC covered it. But it was otherwise mostly. But it was, well, and here's why. Because... The motherfucking police Oof. of Coventry, Detective Constable, Inspector, Inspector Constable. Wait, it's DCI. So Detective Constable, no, Detective Chief Inspector. Detective Chief Inspector Marsh. Marsh. Caroline was the name Marsh. Caroline Marsh? We love you. You're a badass. She's a badass. They solved this case. Right. So if you guys li- happen to listen to our episode 13, this is episode 14. Uh, it is a story about how the. Canadian um, police Mounties, I believe they're called. I don't know. Anyways, they, they screwed it, but it was in the nineties, or so it was like ruthlessly they, screwed. They fumbled ruthlessly. Screwed. They messed up a lot, and yeah. a lot of that was because of lack of communication, exactly. Which and was technology. actually and technology, but which was changed as a yeah. result of how badly yes. they let this couple get away with some stuff right. when they they had all the evidence they needed they just weren't looking at it right yeah exactly but, but that was not the case here no the in and the inspector what is that the word chief for detective detective chief inspector as well. DCI. so the dci in this case was the smartest motherfucking woman ever yeah. and managed to i will just say that the this story will start on christmas eve of 2014 and the bastards who did the murder will be arrested let me just make sure I get the exact date right. On January 7th. That's so That's great. how fast. Yeah. DCI Marsh. Wow. Just put all the pieces together. Yeah. So Samina was about to meet Roger, right? Mm-hmm. And she had given him like, an, maybe not an ultimatum, but she... I think she, she had, I think, and basically in everything I read... She's like, I, I love read, you. No, she's probably like thinking, I'm 34. I want to have a family. Right. You keep like, telling me... You know, you're going to leave her. You're going to leave her. You're going to leave her. I'm basically going to put it out there. Like, leave her now or we're done. Yeah. And so he says, okay, deal. But one thing we should note is that apparently in, like, Costco, uh, in their, like, you know, the the rules rules of management, you're not allowed to. It is against the rules to have a relationship between um, employees. But more specifically, I think they said, like, upper management. Yeah. Without probably having to go through like a lot of paperwork and a lot of things. And so not only was their relationship a secret because he was cheating on his long-term partner with Samina. Right. um, And also apparently another Costco employee. Right. But it was going to, it could have affected their jobs as well. And so all she wants for Christmas, for lack of a better way of saying it, is to be with the man that she loves who has promised her that he is going to leave his long-term partner and they are going to finally be a real couple right. out in the open. And he said yes. He said yes. He told her 100%, let's yeah. do this. So much so that they're going to go on this celebratory Christmas like mm-hmm. holiday together. They have a room, or she has gotten yeah, them a room at the Malmaison Hotel in Birmingham, I believe. In Birmingham, mm-hmm. which is not too far from Coventry. Gotcha. And one of the very last things that she did that day before she got in her car and left Costco was on a break. She ran over to Mark and Spencer's. I love all these names of places. Yes. I was like, I feel she so She ran British. over to Mark and Spencer's. And she bought a tub of sweets. Oh, yeah. And a bottle of Bellini. Right, which is like a champagne thing. Which I'm assuming peach is like champagne. a peach champagne. And, and it was meant to be to celebrate what they right. were, the next steps they were about to take. Wow. 
Okay. So at 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve, Samina leaves work. And she basically, a few hours later, meets up with Roger. Basically, she parks her car on like a side street uh-huh. and grabs her luggage, the Bellini and tub of sweets, and her purse and hops into his car. And they basically take off to go to Birmingham. But he tells her that they need to make a quick pit stop in Leicester to drop off a Christmas gift for his brother, David. Mm-hmm. I bet he was like, I want you to meet my brother since yeah. we're going to, I mean. Since we're going to be together yeah. and I have this gift for him, I need and to do that. And she's probably like, absolutely. Of course. So basically, they go to David's and based on all of the information that we found or could glean from the articles that I read, or they they think that she was pretty much attacked almost immediately upon entering. So they sad. smothered her with chloroform, and then which is a weird thing to do, which right? is definitely well, it's not a weird thing to do, but it's a weird cause of death because okay. chloroform is often like the first step where like I'm going to knock you out before I then take you to a second location and do some stuff. So to they're you. not going to kill. It. Yeah, in most cases, it's like yeah. So basically. She's chloroformed. They also find um, a bizarre combination of like metallic elements in her system, which they think means that she ingested some liquid that contained antimony, cadmium, tin, mercury, and arsenic. Because on top of the chloroform, right, that was all found in her system. So So whether or not also killed her, or I think I mean it's definitely death by chloroform. Okay, which is a rare. It's actually a rare thing. Okay, Um, I think it is notable to say that. Samina was pretty petite. She was like five foot two. Right. So I don't know if maybe they just did way too much chloroform. Yeah. But basically, upon entering David's house, and under the this, both of the guys are like David is six seven or something, and she and and, he, and Roger is six five. Yeah. So they're big guys. They are huge guys. They are well over a foot yeah. taller than her. To overpower yeah. her would have taken zero effort, right. especially because. Uh, David is like ex-army, like an ex-soldier. Right. So not only is he like a tall freaking guy, but he but has he's a license like a, to kill. He is a capable, you know, at least fighter, if not yeah. killer. Huh. And I would like to know, every time I researched her like background, you can't find too much, but her friends, people she worked with, everybody said that she had this like bubbly, kind personality. Yeah. Incredibly vivacious, yeah. like full of life. And she was... The saddest thing to me about this is she was so excited, like two years of this push-pull drama, drama, drama in her mind is coming to an end. And in fact, on the drive up to Leicester, she has the very last phone call that she'll ever have with her sister where she checks in to see how her mom is doing um, and basically lets her know that, hey, I'm off to to Malmaison. And I will be home for holiday dinner on Boxing Day. Yeah, what is Boxing Day again? I didn't look that up, oh, but I meant to. So why don't it's, I babble on and okay. you want to Google it? Yeah, or do you know what it I is? I should know what it is because it's in Canada as well. Because it's something about boxes. It's, about bo- <laughs> it's actually about boxes? I think so. Okay, on. well, I'll keep talking while you look it up. So basically, she is taken to his brother's house where they kill her. Then, by like 6.30 p.m. the same day, so we're still on Christmas Eve 2014. What is it? You found it's it? just, it's it's the custom of giving people a Christmas box on this day. So, yeah, it's like when you sell, uh, give gifts. Oh, and it's, but it's different than Christmas Day? Or is Boxing Day what they refer to Christmas Day as? Um, I love that I was like, there's says, a big boxing event. It falls on 26. Traditionally, it was a day when employers distributed money, food, cloth, 
or other valuable goods, but then it just became a thing where... Oh, okay. So the day after Christmas is actually Boxing Day where you give the gifts. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, our UK and uh, Canadian folk, let us know if that is incorrect, but that is what I'm seeing here. All right. I love that. I was like, there must be like some big yearly boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> Not smart. <That's> Adam. <laughs> so by 6.30 p.m. on December 24th, Roger is driving back home to the house he shares with his long-term partner, leaving his brother David to deal with getting rid of Samina's body. Yeah. Once he gets home, he actually sends himself a text from, from her, her phone mother that's basically like, I have had enough. I'm out of here. I'm going to go somewhere where I can be with someone, who, or with people who, who care me. Yeah. about me. And basically he's creating like an alibi for himself right. because he gets the text in the presence of his partner because he also had turned his phone off. So doesn't get the text like chime, chime, doesn't come through until he turns his phone back on when he gets home. Yeah. Does his partner know he's having an affair? I don't think so. I think they basically what they could glean because why do you need to kill someone? Like there's always a better option. Right. And that's just never the right one. So even if she said you leave your wife or sorry, your partner or I'm telling everybody about us, there's still a better option than murder. Yeah, for sure. But as far as they could understand his motive, so to speak, was that she was going to reveal their affair not only to his long-term partner, but also to work. To, to work. So it was going to cost him his long-term relationship and his job, most likely. Got it. Which I guess if you do think about like somebody who's like completely egomaniacal and only thinks about themselves, that might seem... Yeah, it like, has to be. I mean, I've got to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Because I just still think there's always a better option than oh, murder. Oh, for sure. And also to be... I mean, it must be... It's hard. We n we rarely have sympathy sympathy for the other woman, you know. Right, but I mean, no one ever deserves to be murdered. Absolutely, no, absolutely not. But like, I think about that. You know, I have a ton of sympathy for her in this story. And also, you think about when we think about the con this, the concept of the other woman. Do we ever actually think about it in the context of the lies this woman's being told right. about the situation of, of the relationship yeah. that she is? now cheating on somebody who's in one yeah she doesn't have the truth she doesn't know the story yeah. she's being fed a bunch of bullshit by the yeah. man who's cheating yeah and the man who's cheating in my opinion is the person at fault not right. the woman who maybe shouldn't continue to see a man who's involved with somebody else yeah. but like the details and circumstances of the relationship as she understands it are all through the filter of the guy that's true that's true. And also, he seemed like a piece of shit. Um, yeah, I randomly, real creepy looking. I found this, I know, uh, he, I found this uh, cr random uh, YouTube video. Yeah, I love that you watched it because I Do you watched know, it Oh too. my gosh, because, you know, there's not a lot of videos. It's like you want to, and I can't remember her name. It might have been like Erin or something like this. Anyways, she was a former, so when you look at the YouTube um, title, it says, my manager... My Costco manager my Costco was a manager murderer. Was a murderer. Yes, my Costco manager. And it's a, actually a YouTube blogger or vlogger that right, does, she makeup does makeup tutorials, yeah. but occasionally will just do like story time. Yeah. And she tells a story about how she worked for Roger Cooper and yeah. Samina Imam, and that Roger was like truly creepy. Right. Very dominant. Totally. He she he's like in my office now, and apparently he gets she she's sitting in the chair and puts his leg up on the armrest basically right. so, so like he's like junk thrusting is right his in crotch in her face yeah and which just sounds like, like a real winner like, to me yeah it was yeah. real creepy i was like oh this guy's a piece of shit and apparently he did it to other people and accidentally touched someone's breast and was having sex with another woman in the, the in at costco, at costco oh, there was well. a there was a third 
there was another affair going yeah. on as well. So, okay. So he's gone home. He's created this alibi by getting this text message that basically would suggest that she's taken off. Right. So between the 24th when it happens and the 26th, which is Boxing Day, mm-hmm. that I now know, thank you, Vanya, <laughs> there was a couple of things that the brothers do together to basically kind of hide their tracks, get rid of evidence. So they move her car. They actually drive her car from Coventry to Leicester, where uh-huh. they completely wipe it down of like all prints, DNA, anything they can find. And then they abandon it in like the small town close by of Luton or okay. Luton. Oh, yeah. And they just dropped the car there and abandoned it. Um, basically, I can't figure out David's motive here. So this brother yeah. who does so much of the dirty work, like I said, Roger leaves at 6.30. They arrive in Leicester at like 5 p.m. By 6.30, he's headed back home with Samina's dead body still in his brother's house. And he's like, all right, you got this. And just takes off. And I just can't figure out why. Know, like, What yeah. was in it for David? So that's like some weird fucked up brother loyalty right. shit that I just, there. I don't think we'll ever know. I know. So when Samina does not arrive at her family's home on Boxing Day, they immediately contact police and a missing persons investigation is launched right away. Yeah. So on January 4th, Samina's abandoned car, so the car that they had wiped free of everything and dropped in Luton is discovered Inside the car, what they kind of, the evidence that they find is a lack of evidence. There's no purse. There's no luggage. There's no Christmas packages. um, And there's no DNA or fingerprints anywhere in the car. Which is Which is, that's bizarre. So it means like she's probably been murdered. Somebody wiped down this car. And more importantly, at 5-2, where the driver's side seat was, it was so far back, it would have been physically impossible for Samina to drive the car with the driver's seat where it was. So fuck you, super tall fuckity fucks. Yeah, somebody, he didn't think about that detail. No, he did not. They think they're planning something good. They fucked up. So at this point, the investigation does basically change from a missing persons case into a no body murder inquiry. They have the most fascinating way. I know. Instead of just being like from missing to homicide, they're like, now this is a no body murder inquiry. I like the specificity. I like it too. Specificity. So DCI Marsh is incredibly smart. She's interviewing people. She's talking to people. She basically gleans from coworkers, friends, family, that there was a man named Roger that she was having a very long-term relationship with that she was supposed to go away for like a holiday, Christmas holiday with. And when she goes to Costco to interview her like so these are friends and family they don't know a lot about him right. they know i think they've never he met is, him they've, they've never met him they don't they don't even know his last name they just know his name's roger um and that i think they may knew maybe knew that she was involved in an affair right. but maybe not so she goes to costco to now interview like coworkers and immediately the first person she meets is the manager on site roger and so this woman, I love this police, this, this right. DCI so much. She's like, you wouldn't happen to be the Roger that Samina was having a relationship with, were you? And he actually completely cops to it. Right. He's like, we were in a relationship, but we broke up weeks ago. She's a stalker. Yeah. She was like, she wouldn't leave me alone. She was threatening me. So I finally broke it off. And something about the way he's talking. So he's basically saying like, he's finally relieved. They finally broke up and he was able to do this, but he's also kind of playing the brokenhearted 
boyfriend. Yeah. And so she immediately is like, mm, something's wrong here. So she kind of starts to look into Roger, which mm-hmm. also means that she starts going through all of the cell phone records. So for Samina's phone. And what she basically discovers, so Roger says, I was in Leicester visiting my brother. I just brought him a Christmas gift, and then I was home. Here's my alibi. His partner alibis him because he was home. Yeah. Um, verifies that he had gotten a text message, which does make me think. Right. He's honestly giving, like, way too much information. He's really, yeah, he is. That's why he's suspicious. Yeah. But through cell phone records and all that data that your phone, this is something that I recently feel like, I want it to track me in case I'm ever kidnapped and murdered. Absolutely. But I also am like, holy fuck. Yeah. Literally, anyone who, they would know everywhere I'd ever been. Because they, the apps that run in the background know you're looking, often, yeah, often a lot of them, them have GPS yeah. and they're all, and they're not running actively. Like you don't have to have pull it up for it. Yeah. Is, if you haven't closed it out, right. so say you've got Google. Yeah. Google Maps, which is in every phone. Right. Is tracking your I'm location. Actually, is it weird? I'm fine with that. I'm okay with it too. Because, because I, I don't, don't have anything to hide. I literally just want to stay alive. And yeah. I don't want to die. Or if I do die, I want them to catch the fuckers who yes, kill me. Yes, exactly. And also, if you are going to see anybody, just make sure some another person knows where and why you're going. You know, yeah. especially if this is kind of like, well, I guess she wasn't thinking it was a shady thing. But like, let's just say you're having an affair with somebody and you're gonna go meet in private at least have someone know everything that you're doing Well, and i do think that's something that's so sad is i feel like they did know her friends knew that she was gonna have this celebration at this hotel but then she never checks into the hotel she goes missing they discover you know that she had been in this relationship with a man who's saying that their relationship ended and so then does that you know, when you have to examine all angles, mm. maybe they're like, well, maybe she was just like fooling herself and thought that he'd like come back to her, but they actually broke up. Oh but then God. through technology, they're able to basically piece together that not only was Roger in Leicester at the time that he said he was, but so was Samina. Right. Her phone. Or at least her phone was. So they are zeroing in on these two brothers. Mm-hmm. And... What's crazy about it is I still I know I already said this once, but I just can't figure out what his brother what was in for like what why David felt so compelled to do this. Yeah. But one of the things that basically breaks the case wide open, because most of the circumstantial evidence kind of points towards Roger. But once they start to actually find real evidence, all of that evidence really points towards David. Right. So David, when they do, in fact, on January, I believe, um, well, no. Soon after they find her car, they do get an anonymous tip that says um, David Cooper owns, uh, an, right. it's called an allotment? Allotment, I looked that up. It's a. It's where like the British, British indiv- an individual rents a plot of land to either garden or, you know, like veggies on or flowers. All right, cool. So basically... They an anonymous. They get an anonymous phone call yeah. that's like just in case. But this, this is, is after they're both arrested, right? Like they're both right. So they've both been questioned. They've got all the circumstantial stuff. Yeah, they're now investigating a no body murder inquiry. The men, like I believe, David, like confesses, but then takes it back. 
He does. He confesses and he talks about, she says, uh, DCI Marsh mm-hmm. talks about how she can tell he's lying like for a lot of it. It feels like, it feels like she's, you know, how you lie to your parents right. is what she was saying. And, and she says the only part that didn't seem like a lie was when he confessed to the murder and talks about the chloroform. And he's, she said it was like just chilling. It was yeah. just like upsetting. But he lies in the way where he, he's trying to take the blame off he of Roger. He basically is suggesting the story he tells them. Sorry, I, no, I, I, I don't know. This part. I, no, no, but the story that he tells them is, so Roger came to my house to give me a Christmas gift and then while he was over, he's like, went upstairs to use the bathroom and I get this, someone starts banging on my door. I open it and it's this woman that I've never met, but once she tells me who she is, I'm like, oh, I know who you are. You're this, my brother's stalker who won't like get off his back. And so she's like, where's, where's Roger? Where's Roger? And in, in an attempt to buy his brother some time, he chloroforms her. Right. That's Because that's logical. And you, who doesn't just have chloroform lying around their house? Yeah. He talks so about it's in like a military kit or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So basically that. he says that he didn't mean to kill her. It was an accident. Um, he was just trying to buy his brother some time or maybe give his brother like a way to run out of there before she wakes up. Bullshit, bullshit, That's bullshit. insanity. Yeah. You're looking at a five. I mean, if that did happen, if you're looking right. at a five foot two person, I mean, give me a break. Right, and you're six seven. Also, just if you're really scared, why don't you call the cops? Yeah, okay. yeah. If this woman's such a menace, like report her. But yeah. she's not because they're a bunch of lying motherfuckers. Yeah. So, the the two brothers are arrested. Right, but I don't know if they're arrested, and then maybe they're not formally charged until after they get this anonymous tip. Right, that says P.S. Right before they went to jail, this guy uh, David. Hands her his friend keys. Oh, that's right. That's I forgot why. about that. Yes, right? that's the so it's not anonymous. He basically yeah. has keys to the gate for his allotment. Hands them to somebody and is like, "Can you keep? Will you hold on to these yeah. for me and make sure nothing happens to them?" And the friend's like, "That's fucking weird." Calls the cops and is like, "Hey, you should probably check the allotment owned by David Cooper." Yeah. So one of the creepiest things. So they go to this allotment. And on the allotment, there's a shed, because as we now know, this is a plot of land meant for gardening and all yeah. that stuff. So there would be a garden shed there. Sure. And there is a sign hanging on the shed that says, don't wind me up. I'm running out of places to hide the bodies. Like, what? Not just random. I don't think that was intentional or bought and hung with the, right. the purpose of like, there will be many bodies on this property. Right. But just like a creepy, weird thing. We had that sign. So maybe not all maybe into the killing yeah i guess or the into, concept of into it. the killing or the concept of it yeah so basically after four days of excavating his allotment they Ooh, there were um i love this forensic archaeologists yeah excavate excavating i'd never heard that before they went like super slow super yeah. careful that's why it took four days or on the fourth day is when they found her but they yeah. had already been excavating this plot this not too huge plot of land for right. three days and on the fourth day and apparently it didn't, there was no veggies on it. It was just like a crappy. It was just a yeah. plot of And land. like even when they went to uh, search his apartment the first time, she, they, they, they were like. They described him as a hoarder. Yeah, they like said shit it was incredibly everywhere. frustrating because they didn't know where to look or because it was just such a mess. Yeah. It was like, we don't even know what we're looking for. Yeah. So basically, they finally find the body of Samina and she has been buried in she was inside a sleeping bag but had basically been wrapped in the equivalent of i think saran wrap yeah it sounds like it and then placed in the sleeping bag and placed in the in a relatively shallow grave 
yeah. on this allotment. Yeah, because they saw like a tip of a sleeping bag. Like poking, poking out, out when they hadn't dug very far. Right. So now we get to the point where the real evidence, we've got all the circum- circumstantial stuff for Roger. We also then have a lot of real shit about to come out about David. So not only do when they research his apartment, do they find the bottle of Bellini that she had purchased at Marks and Spencer in his refrigerator and the tub of sweets she's bought in his cupboard. I mean... But they find his fingerprints all over the plastic wrap that had been wrapped around her. Oh. So now they basically have like irrefutable evidence right. against David. But the DCI Marsh is convinced. Yeah. There's no motive for David. Right. There's none. And so she just knows based off of her gut feeling when she spoke to him. She's great. If I get murdered, will they call, can yeah. make her come call over? Call DCI Marsh if something bad ever happens to Bonnie yeah. or Avrin. <laughs> And let her investigate. Because yeah. damn, she got shit done fast. I also love the uh, investigative uh, psychologist, Dr. Donna Youngs. She had a lot of very good, interesting information. Sorry, keep, keep going. No, no, though. no. She, she yeah. was, they were both great. Yeah. So something that basically comes up after the men have been arrested, charged with murder, and now they're really going to rip these two, like they're going to rip into these lives of these two men. Yeah. Because DCI Marsh is determined to figure out or basically to prove that Roger was the mastermind of this right. whole thing. Do, have they found the phone, the burner? No. So this is okay, when they find you. the burner phone. So it's just a phone. There's no SIM card in it. Like it's just a phone. And so basically after they get this phone and they're able to extract all of the data from it, they discover that December 24th, 2014 was the first time these brothers successfully murdered Samina Imam, but wasn't the first time they'd tried to. Like they attempted. They literally had dicks. already tried to kill her once before. I mean, so, I just want to say shout out to hoarders out there because you can get away with some shit because if your place is really, really dirty. People are like, <laughs> yeah, because they found the burner phone and like behind some books, behind some I, I, thought, I heard it was like maybe even like behind some bricks on a wall. I mean, I they mean, were like going to have to clear out. It was a job, but it was a job that needed to be done. So DCI March said, you will do it, motherfuckers. Yeah, baby. Find me the evidence. Boop, boop, and they boop, did. Boop. Yeah. So they discover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> no, I like it. Do it again. <laughs> Okay, no, go, 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 go. <laughs> so they discover that on December 12th of 2014, the two men had planned to abduct and murder Samina after an office Christmas party because there was a hotel that I didn't write down. I thought I wrote it down. But there was a hotel that she opted because, you know, she was traveling from like branch to branch. So there yeah. was a Christmas party and there was a hotel that Roger knew as her boyfriend, secret boyfriend or whatever, that she stayed at often. And her plan was to stay there after this holiday party because she couldn't go home. Right. So they find all of these bizarre text messages that are basically, it's code. It's, oh. it's Star Wars code. So the messages read, Death Star complete. Stay on target. Stay on target. And you are expected Vader. Stuff like that. And so yeah. even though the police are the first to tell you, we won't be able to tell you exactly what any of this meant. Right. We knew that this was a code. Yeah. And then there they was were a up text, to no good. Uh, that were up to no good. And so basically their plan had been for David, again, why David, why? To abduct right. Samina when she got to the hotel, take her out and get rid of her. But she lost her phone, her cell phone at this holiday party and spent an, an extra hour there trying to find it, oh my God. which basically kind of fucked their whole agenda up. And then when she did finally arrive, the cab that she took 
literally dropped her off right at in the entrance. And yeah. so there was no way he was going to be able to walk up and abduct her right in front of the hotel. Yeah. Doesn't sound like they have the best plan. I feel like they're dumb. They they look dumb. Yeah, they do. They look dumb. I'm just going to say it. I would Google I, them. They I'm look like, dumb. What kind of code would I try to speak in if I had a burner phone? It would Star be Star like, Wars. <laughs> what is it with men in Star Wars? Although, I Vanya, it's I will from say. Childhood. It's no, I mean, I like Star Wars. Don't get me, me wrong. But I've never been like obsessed with Star Wars in the way that I've known many people to be. Sure. But you mentioned earlier that you're like, how basic can I be with your pentatonics and stuff? I love I'm it. about to get super basic on you and tell you that I'm literally obsessed with the Mandalorian <gasps> and it is only because of Baby Yoda. Oh. And I that, haven't seen it yet. Is this this is Disney this Plus? This is the Disney Plus. So this is So you got the app? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, okay. No, no, no. I'm excited. I really want to do it. No, but it's I can't I have no shame, whatever. I literally can't even tell you. That as somebody whose Star Wars is something that I've always like, it's enjoyable. But I don't seek it out. I like it. I don't it. go on I opening like day. You know, I'll we, watch it. I kind of do. My yeah. family has <laughs> taken me to opening day, but like, I don't. Same. It's not. It's not. I've not seen all of them like a million times. I've seen all of them like one time, yeah. a couple of them more than once because I didn't have a choice because yeah. it was on and everyone else wanted to watch it. But I do <laughs> like it. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. I do enjoy it. It's just not like. But it's not Baby my Yoda jam. is like. What is it about Baby <gasps> I Yoda? I don't know. People are going nuts. I've seen all the I memes coming like, up, and I'm, I'm like, what is I'm the most basic this? person ever. First of all, Baby Yoda. So you've seen Gremlins. I have, yes. So you know how cute the Gremlins are? Oh, yeah, when they're before not Before they're bad. not cray. Yeah, yeah. It's like Yoda and a Gremlin baby pushed together into a Baby Yoda. Oh, my God. And he just has these little bright, big old Does eyes. Does it talk? Not yet, but it oh. giggles. He giggles so much, and he also just he he has those moments of great shade. Ooh. He's just I can't explain okay. it. I will watch it, guys. But I'm so sorry. I love that I just interrupted no. the murder story to be like Baby Yoda. But no, I I'm love into Baby Yoda. It. I'm into and it. And I guarantee you, if these fuck faces weren't in jail for the rest of their lives, or for like the next thirty years, yeah, um, they would also be obsessed with Baby Yoda. Yeah. But you don't get Baby but Yoda. Maybe not. Yeah, you don't get Baby don't Yoda, get Roger and David. And actually, that makes me so happy. Yep. You're like, you know what you don't get, you guys? The Mandalorian. Yeah. Because they were, apparently, they were huge Star Wars buffs. They had, like, collector's items, figurines. Ugh. I feel spoken like... Spoken code in Star Wars language to plot murder. If my sister and I were plotting a murder and doing that, our so, our code would be, like, Empire Records. Because that's what the movie totally. we saw so many times. I don't know. Because, like, that's one of the ones that her and I can... Uh, I love Empire Records. Yeah. So very much. Okay, so basically, <laughs> sidetracked. So basically, when they discover this first attempt on Samina's life, right? And Roger is the one sending all of the Star Wars coded stuff, like, you know, stay on target. You're yeah. expected, Vader. The Death Star has landed. All the stuff. Jeez, it's all from him, which basically suggests a hundred percent that he's involved. Right. Then there is a misspelled cryptic text message in French at the end of this whole thing that basically right. is like, yeah, this isn't going to happen tonight. I can't get her. Yeah. But that is how DCI Marsh gets Roger. So it's yeah. like a murder plot inside of a murder plot. They're right. investigating the murder plot by these two brothers and yeah. they've got all of this strong evidence against David. Right. But nothing they can really conclusively use other than his relationship and the fact that he was in Leicester at the same time as her, but again, circumstantial. Right. So they've got hard evidence against David, almost nothing against Roger. They find this phone where it's really obvious that Roger is the instructor, the mastermind, the one sending the orders. Yeah. And Look. they get them both. 
So on Yay, December job. 24th, 2014, Samina Imam was taken from this world. And on January 7th, 2015, DCR Marsh threw both of these butt- motherfuckers in jail. <laughs> They're going to call them buttholes. I was torn between what I wanted to do. I like I buttholes. buttholes. Yeah, buttholes. They're in these jail. Buttholes. Screw those guys. So stop with the MF-er, Avril. You have to say uh, no, it so many times. MF-er. They were. So they were Probably arrested on January maybe. 7th. 2014 and on October 21st of 2015 they were both found guilty and sentenced to 30 years in jail as you should if you murder someone yes and also guess what you can't murder people you can't that's like not allowed you're not supposed to do it like it doesn't especially in this day and age don't murder people you will there we'll are cameras caught. everywhere. Yeah. Like when your, your phone everywhere. detects your phone, like when you walk by phone. a... Alexa talks to me when I don't ask her stuff. So just so you know, like you're Alexa being show. watched. God. Yeah. No, but that's like a real thing. Yeah. Where I'm just like... We don't we have don't, an Alexa in our house. We do. And I'm telling you, out of nowhere... I don't nothing judge that it. Nothing even just... sounds like Alexa has been said. And she'll just say something what to me. What did she say to you? Random stuff. She one time thought I was a Patriot fan, which is really funny because I maybe hate football more than anything in this world. And she was like, Patriot fans should know that Tom... And I was like, wait, what? Why are you talking? I didn't even ask you anything and I don't want to hear about this. Oh my God. But we're being watched. So if you are thinking about committing murder or yeah. plotting with someone to commit murder, just don't. Because yeah, don't. you will get caught. You're going to get caught. Because there is no way... In Seek therapy. Yeah. Seek get therapy. Help. Acknowledge that you fucked up. You had an affair. You broke the rules of your job. I don't know. Yeah. Come clean. Maybe you'll be forgiven and you won't spend the rest of your life in jail because exactly. you murdered someone. Exactly. Let's just say he was like, okay, I'm having an affair. This is happening. This is happening. Maybe he gets demoted. Maybe he maybe he fully maybe loses he his job at, and at maybe Costco. Maybe his long-term partner leaves him. But you know what? He, he can find another job. in jail. Exactly. Dumb, dumb. Dumb. Google them. They look dumb. They, I'm sorry, but they do. Poor I literally, to the, I, the one thing that really did stick with me, Vanya, is I just can't understand why his brother agreed to do all of this for him. I don't It like, makes me wonder if he was some kind of master manipulator. One, to have somebody ah, makes sense. as like lovely and charming as Samina. Because yeah. I've seen the photos and then yeah. I've seen the YouTube video right. about his creepy behavior. Like, Why did she love him so much? Yeah. Why was she so interested in being in a relationship with someone like him and he must have just been a master manipulator and I don't know what he did but he manipulated his brother into not only helping him commit murder but then trying to take the fall for it I mean it's just bizarro it's so weird I mean the only thing that like yes it's so all of it's sad but I think good on you you know police force in uh, Coventry or wherever they were because at least the parents and the family can like they, they got, could have a real they got closure. Yeah, they got to have they a got, they got closure. That's a burial. They got answers. They got answers, and they got answers faster than I feel like any true crime I've ever. It's ever like an episode of into. Murder She Wrote. Literally, that's how fast this could be in a single episode of like a Law and Order yeah. or a Murder She Wrote because DCR Marsh solved this case so quickly. That makes me so happy because it feels like so many things these days feel impossible, and there's no answer in sight. So. I, I have to say, you did not lose your life in vain. No, I you, don't know. Well, but you, you you didn't. Your your life was taken by two vain fuck faces. Yeah, it's just and not fair. It's sad. It wasn't fair, and it was senseless. And I just hope that at least knowing the truth and 
being able to give you a proper burial, give your family some modicum of comfort, certainly will not ever make it okay. Yeah. Um, but at least getting the answers, I hope, was was helpful in their healing process. Yeah, because and there's two people behind bars who are paying who for will, it. Who will pay for this for the next 30 years. And what's 30? Like, those, he's for, he was 41 or 42 when he went in, so he'll be 70-something yeah, when he gets out. Yeah, they were both, it was like 39 and 41 when they yeah. were put in jail. So they'll be old. I wonder if they're there they'll together. Miss, Speaking pro- I mean, in uh, Star Wars code. Probably not. I feel like if you have co-conspirators, you can't, oh, yeah, you probably you can't, can't be locked up together, right? I don't know. That's something we should look up. And but if you shouldn't anybody be allowed knows, to. Let us know. But um, happy yeah. holidays, everybody! It's uh, I think the uh, if you celebrate the Christmas that happens in a couple days, right? You know, it's crazy because we we put these episodes out on Tuesday, right? Yeah. So this episode will actually come out on December twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, oh. on Christmas Eve. Um, We're lighting a candle for you, Samina. Yes, we are. And uh, we love all of you so much. And we wish you all healthy, happy. And if they're hard, know that this time will pass and that you're not alone. Holidays. Exactly. 2020 is upon us. 2020 is upon us. Tomorrow, the president's going to get impeached. Is that true? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Really? I mean, they're going to bring charges of impeachment against him. It's they still have to go to Senate. We don't. We're not going to get into that. Okay, yeah. Holidays, I'm no like, politics. I'm an idiot because I'm just. Oh yeah. I'm going to tell you all about it once we stop recording. Perfect. But um, happiest of holidays, you guys. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. 2019 has been fun for the two of That's us right. in terms of launching this podcast. That's right. Rom Crime was born in 2019. That's right. This is the birth year of so our thank dear Rom Crime. Thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe. Rate. Follow. Review. Tell a friend. That's the most important. Yeah, we if just want people to enjoy it and tell listen. Tell a friend. We would love to just know that people who enjoy this kind of, that who enjoy true crime, and I'm one of those people. I live for fucking I'm true crime. I'm becoming one of and these I'm people. And I'm turning Vanya it's true, into one of them. Really. She's been telling me about true crime podcasts. It's funny. She's listening Here's the too. thing. I am enjoying finding the positivity in it. But yes. Well, no, and I appreciate you know, that. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Is I'm, that a, I'm an aggressive the reason The reason that, that we are fascinated by this <laughs> is because it is a way to learn. Yeah. Really yeah. important things, and maybe maybe protect yourself or just arm yourself with useful yeah. knowledge. We love you. Happy holidays! Yay! Mm-hmm.